I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Baston with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And uh, today, we don't have a CrossFit athlete. We have a weightlifter. We have a weightlifter, strongman. Um, what else do you do? Everything? I just watched you bench 315 like it was nothing for a couple, like not even. Did you even warm up? No. Three thirty. Three thirty. Three thirty. Oh, excuse oh, okay. me. Oh. Excuse me. Oh, don't you excuse dare. Me. Excuse me. Cheat me fifteen pounds. Yeah. Three thirty. Fantastic. That's uh, that might be my deadlift. So, <laughs> uh, but we're here with uh, Sean Brooks. Welcome, Sean. Um, Thank you for I need having a, me. I need a applause button. That yeah, would be. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that. That's our next. Upgrade. I've got that little sound thingy downstairs. Oh, oh that might be a good one. I'll bring that, that, that might up. Might be. Um, Flagellants. Sean. Uh, Sean, we've known Sean for quite some time now, right? About six, seven years. Yeah, it's been some time. Um, and uh, you came, you came from, you came to us uh, when you were still in college, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, let's let's kind of start from the beginning. Where are you from? What's uh, what's your background? You know, kind of, we kind of know it, but I want to hear it from the uh, the horse's mouth, so to speak. I'm originally from Dayton, Ohio, just north of it by the airport. Um, back Sorry. From, yeah. No, trust me. <laughs> nothing but cornfields uh, my background I've pretty much been an athlete my entire life uh, started off athletics when I was younger kind of just figured out in high school football wrestling and track were my go-to continue that on in college I uh, did football wrestling and track all through college and then uh, once I got done I found CrossFit I found CrossFit in college and then continued that once I got done and up till September this year when I retired from CrossFit yeah. in last April or this past April when I really took to weightlifting. Yeah. Um, and, and when you say track, we're not talking, you're not doing the 800. No, no, I did like the 5K, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You were a th- I was was thrower. thrower. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the shot, disc, hammer, and javelin. So, because um, I, don't, I don't know the whole, I, I have a visual idea of what the differences are, where the difference is between those things. Uh, the shot is a little cannonball. Mm-hmm. The hammer is the cannonball on the wire that you spin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, the discus is the big metal frisbee, mm-hmm. and then the javelin's like a spear. What do those weigh? Uh, the shot puts sixteen. Same with the hammer. The disc is probably close to five and a half, and then the javelin. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's is it heavy? No, no. It's, um, it's just long and a little awkward. That seems like it'd be really fun to to throw the the javelin. The javelin was probably the most fun. Yeah. Um, when you throw it and you just yell Sparta. Yeah. <laughs> it, it probably feels really good. What, um, how does that work in a track and field event? So like with weightlifting three attempts, like how does that work in a same, uh, same? you get three attempts. Uh, you can foul it out either by stepping over the line, uh, throwing it out of the sector. Cause you have a certain area you can throw in. Uh, it's kind of so shaped like a, almost like a, looks like a baseball diamond yep, that, or a baseball of. field almost, right. That kind of fans out. Yeah. Um, some needs have minimum marks, so maybe your first one you make, but you don't hit the minimum distance. And if you don't hit that minimum distance, they don't count them after that. Hmm. That's did super you, interesting. Did you like one uh, more than the other? Hammer was a lot of fun. Um, That's one where you kind of spin around, and then that looks like 
honestly the most technical just from it's the most different yeah uh, the shot and the discus you're spinning on your toes mm. the hammer you're back on your heel um, okay. and in ohio no high school it, it was illegal to do hammer in high school mm. up till about maybe a couple years ago so Why? college was my first experience it's dangerous yeah it's i have seen a couple of videos that thank god for the internet right you just scrolling through and like oh look at this and uh saw one the other day where a guy just lets one go and it just goes right into the, the gut of the ref yep i mean because if because mm-hmm. you're basically you have you're trying to create as much force as possible in a circular motion and then you have to time it to let go at the exact right moment correct yes um, yeah in high school not a lot of coaches have experience with it not a lot of facilities have the cage that's correct to use it for right. so up till just a couple years ago it was illegal in high school that's I always so wonder why they had a cage there, and, and now I know. Yeah. It's for that damn hammer. <laughs> to protect someone from getting hit. And it's 16 pounds? It's 16 pounds. Yeah, that yeah. kills somebody. I think it's appropriately, appropriately said earlier, the cannonball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's interesting. So I've watched you wrestle a couple times. So how did you, you kind of get into wrestling? Because um, I know it's a passion because you are also currently coaching as well, right? I am. So how, how did that kind of develop through the years? Well, I uh, was doing basketball up till the seventh grade. Didn't make the team in the seventh grade. I uh, got recruited by uh, his name was Matt, his name was uh, Coach Spurk. He actually went to my church. He's like, hey, "Don't worry about bas- basketball. You should come out and wrestle." No, started wrestling eighth grade and have never looked back. It's it's probably my my favorite sport. I mean, yeah. football was fun. Track was more relaxed and fun, but. Wrestling, it's you on that mat. It's you by yourself. You have to have a good team to help drill you and train you and work with. But wrestling, it's it's just you. It's individual. Um, you got no one else to blame but yourself. It's and it's the most grueling sport there is. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I've I've watched um, friends in high school. Either a you know they the, the work the practices are grueling, just hot, sweaty. You're basically in a giant box with you no know, ventilation, and then. Uh, cutting weight and things like that you know you're getting ready for meets and uh you know wrestling matches and you know it's like you had a slim that was like the days of slim fast <laughs> you know it's like you had a slim fast all day like that's pretty much it I, I tell you wrestling helped me cutting weight for Olympic lifting is nothing yeah yeah it's I lost the week before Braxton it was like 10 over on Monday wrestling I was a month I lost 40 pounds once <sighs> I don't recommend doing yeah, that. Yeah, not the healthiest thing. Yeah. If you're listening, yeah. we don't recommend yeah, it. Do yeah, not, do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. Yeah. Um, what uh, what weight did you wrestle at? Uh, college, I did 197. was my freshman year. That's why I dropped from 240 then. Mm. And then said never again. was just heavyweight my remainder of my career. How did that, uh, how did you feel after cutting 40 pounds? I felt like death. Yeah. I, I felt like my hair was falling out. My teeth were rotting. Wow. I looked sick. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What kind of stuff did you do? Like, what, what, what's the what's the general uh, path for cutting weight for a meat? Uh, well, it starts <laughs> after. Keep the, it legal. I, it start, yeah. <laughs> it starts after the, the that previous Saturday where I would weigh in at 187, and then by Saturday night I had to weigh about 215, 220. Oh, my gosh. Um, and then it start all over again on Sunday, you know, running in sweats, eating maybe a can of tuna and an apple chewing on ice cubes and you know being so hungry that for dinner you just went to bed yeah um man i remember uh, uh, i remember uh, ian i remember ian emmons uh 
if he's he's probably not listening but if he's listening I'm, he's you know talking about cutting weight for weightlifting he's like isopropyl alcohol bath he's like <laughs> cut 20 pounds in an hour it's like make sure someone's watching because you'll die <laughs> it's oh, like wow. that sounds awful that sounds it's like, dangerous dude. but that was a because he was an mma fighter too and that was one of the you know some of those i, I know it's a big thing right now um in that sport in particular where those guys uh you know dragging guys out on stage bar- barely under their own power you know mm-hmm. to, to make weight it's pretty crazy. there's definitely a proper and improper way to do it and yeah I don't necessarily have the tools to, to tell you like, Hey, this is, you know, exactly how to do it. You got a week's time. Obviously. Um, I feel like at least in weightlifting, you know, generally lifting around that, that, that weight that you're naturally, you are, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's ways to game it. Yeah. If you ever read uh, Tim Ferriss four hour, uh, body, um, he had some really extreme like dieting things to the yeah. point where he like, you know, found some flaws in some fighting like, uh, tournaments and would do like some super fasting and weigh in and uh, be really light and then gain like 20 pounds, 40 pounds. Never even really did the fighting style before, but was just so much bigger than everybody else. He would just like push him out of the circle. And hmm. uh, you know, that's, you know, kind of can work to your advantage, I'm sure in wrestling. Cause there's like that time. I didn't get a chance to wrestle with a lot of friends. My high school I went to was very high level uh, wrestling. They produced a lot of state qualifiers, champions, so on and so forth. and I would see those guys just running with garbage bags on nonstop. I mean, they would have the heat on full blast and they're wrestling. You know, I mean, I just had so much respect for them. I played football with a lot of them. And uh, I feel like generally well, when wrestlers do come into CrossFit, I mean, they just, I think they have that advantage, man. It's, they, they have that mindset of just like, I'm going to do whatever needs to be done to get this, you know, accomplished. Yeah. That, yeah. that quickly uh, went away. After I finished wrestling, oh really? I was like, "Why am I doing this?" Some days, yeah, I don't, I don't need to kill right, myself okay. anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like they um, they interviewed Mike Tyson, you know, like years after his, uh, you know, he's done boxing. It's like I, I, I have anxiety stepping into a gym mm. from how much you know he pushed himself. Then it's like I don't ever want to do that again, right? You know, so um, so that's that's uh, went from wrestling. Um, and then moved on to got so you were doing wrestling and you got into CrossFit, right? Um, how did you kind of find CrossFit? My dentist back home. Yeah, uh, he owned the gym, the box I went to. He yeah. owned uh, CrossFit Huber Heights, CrossFit Heights up in, okay. up in Huber Heights, Ohio. Uh, stopped by in the summer. And he's like, "You should stop by. You, you do a lot of lifting, right?" Yeah. yeah. He goes, "Stop on by." I can still tell you the first workout I did. It's like it's everybody's got that first one that they remember. It may not be their first workout, but the first one that you remember. Oh, it was the first. It one. was the very first one. It was the very first one. Yeah, it was uh, like dips and wall balls and sumo deadlift high full and box jumps. It's like ten rounds. You're too big lot. for that, Sean. I was, <laughs> I was about two fifty, out of shape, and I remember talking trash to him. I'm like, "All mm-hmm. right, you want me to wait for you when I'm done?" Mm-hmm. Uh, he finished. I'm on like round four of ten. Yeah, ready to vomit. Uh, couldn't walk the next two days. Didn't go back that summer. Came back the next year and then started doing <laughs> CrossFit. I, had a, I took a, so the dude a sabbatical a, for a year. The dude was a dentist. He's a dentist. And he owned the CrossFit gym? Yes. Huh, that's a first. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. And that, he, was, like, he was partial owner. Yeah. yeah he I would imagine. Other people. It's like, when's your gym open? That's eh, 9 o'clock at night to midnight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was the only time I have free. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Mark, you do you remember your first one? Yeah. Oh, man. I was... I think I, I feel like I've spoke to it a little bit. 
Um, I know it involved, you know, we were at the place where we started and we were, we'd run around the building. It was probably about 200 meters. There was another movement. I'm from, it might've been like some type of lunge with a plate and then knees to elbows. That was like, Whoa, what the hell is this? Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, and I'm, I'm going there and trying to be competitive and, and, you know, macho man or whatever. And, uh, I'm, I'm burning it. Obviously I had no clue about pacing. So as soon as I finished I five mean, rounds sprint <laughs> and it's, it was the middle of summer, just humidity and sweat and so on and so forth and dehydration and, uh, improper nutrition, all that stuff. And once I got done, I just collapsed and I felt like I had to lay down for about 20, 25 minutes. Yeah. And it was just, I was done. Yeah. It was, it was awful. One of the first ones I really remember was fight gone bad. Oh yeah, if you've ever done fight, you got yeah. fight on bad. Fight on bad's uh, that was made for uh, BJ Penn, right. I believe, and it's made to mimic uh, what an MMA fight feels like. So it's three round, three five minute rounds with a one minute rest. So much like your MMA fights, and uh, man, that was the first time I ever experienced what most people know as Fran lung, um, uh-huh. and it lasted like three days. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I gave myself a respiratory infection from coughing. Uh, but it was just one of those things and, and but kind of like you said like you know i'm sure if you got you never you don't really you look at that and you don't expect that, that you're going to feel that way afterwards i literally just finished up our fundamentals the other day with one of he's a one of our new kids and uh the last workout is 15 12 9 clean jerk and burpees and and legitimately said that's it you know and mm-hmm. it's famous last words every time and you know it but you're like yeah, that's it. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> I think he got to 11 on 15 and looked at me and went, oh, no. <laughs> I wish I could go back to the day where I look at a workout and be like, nah, that's not so bad. Yeah. But now I'm, I'm like, that's going to hurt. Yeah. And that's going to hurt. It just comes with experience. Well, and to the people that are listening and they're like, why would I ever do CrossFit after listening to that story? <laughs> yeah. You know, that's our first original data point. And, and as a community and fitness um, methodology, we've come a long way, you know, so... To no, that, it's, to that it's, point, we had yeah. no. I had no fundamental program. That was my. I was just thrown right in. Yeah. You know, Showed up I, on day one. Said, "All right, go ahead." And it, and it. Well, I'm not saying anything bad about it. You know, it's just you don't know what you don't know. Just like football. I mean, we were, we were running those drills where you're just one on one. Let's go. And, you know, boom, hit it, and now they're like, oh wait, this might be bad for our brain. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's just like any other. You know, we're not we're not um, smashing it, but. Um, just with that said, that that was our original data point for me personally, and you know, fast forward eight years later, it's it's been really an awesome experience to be able to do a ton of different things now through CrossFit. Obviously, Sean's found a love for weightlifting, Jared as well, and I just like working out in general. So it's it's been a lot of fun. But maybe talk a little bit about uh, your football journey as well. What position you played, and how was that? I um, played every position on the defensive line in college. Oh, wow. In high school, I was both ways, um, offensive line, punt, and then defensive line. The only thing I actually sat out was punt return and kickoffs. <laughs> um, went to the Mount St. Joseph. Um, Good school. Loved, loved it there. Loved every bit of it. Got my uh, how, master's degree there. How difficult awesome. is it being a three-sport athlete? It, as long as you prioritize your life. Um, I didn't drink. I still hardly ever. Yeah. So I didn't drink till I was 21, which is not 
normal. Usually. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, it, it yeah. really isn't, uh, unfortunately, but, um, what, uh, so when you talk about, cause that's, that's something that sets you up for your whole life is learning early how to prioritize things, you know, mm -hmm. um, cause most people don't think of it as prioritizing and how does that, how does that bleed into your daily life and, and just work and obviously what you put in the gym and things like that. I mean, I know what's important. I know, uh, I know my job. I work for the YMCA. I know that's hopefully possibly my future. I know that's probably more important. So I've, I've told that when coaching Harrison wrestling now, like coach, you know, I love to do this. I want to do this every day, but the Y will take priority over this anytime. And he completely understood that he knows exactly where I'm coming from. Um, and then training comes and, and then if I have time, social hours, but I'm working a lot and you know, I, yeah. I need my rest and you are, uh, you're one of the hardest working people I've seen. Um, you know, I'll get Snapchats from Sean. It'll be, 9:30 at night and he's squatting somewhere because that's the time that you can do it right i mean that's it's not like you know sean put it off all day it's nope i'm busy all day and then this is the time that i can finally work out um so you got through uh your sports we went through uh your college football um and then so we're starting to transition to crossfit and then we get out of college right mm -hmm. so how long did you do crossfit for i started with that uh CrossFit Covington in 2011 with you guys. Second, the second location? The first one. First one. Yeah. Then the, uh, old OG. The OG. I think it's a storage facility now for that, that, uh, company that was next door. Yeah. Yeah. They did much to it. Anyways, go on. <laughs> yeah. Graduated, uh, was doing CrossFit with you guys, um, all through college. So I didn't, I didn't move back home my junior or senior year, stayed in the dorms all winter, all summer. So I would come see you guys in my off seasons all the time, or mm -hmm. if I had time after wrestling practice, I'd come down. So that's 2011, 2012, 13, graduated uh, in 14, moved up to Mason, unfortunately left you guys. And that by that point, you guys were in New Cove? And you guys were? Probably, yeah, because you, you went and started going to Cornerstone? Yeah, right? I went and started going to Cornerstone in 2014. Right, yeah. And then uh, you moved back down here, is that correct? Just this last February. Yeah, so. Um, a lot, a lot of stuff in between. I, what did you find that being a three-sport athlete? Because um, you kind of you were done with track and field and wrestling. Do you see a carryover between what you learned in those sports into CrossFit and maybe vice versa? No, every day. Yeah, every day. Like what kind of so? So you look at the hammer throw. You look at there's there's just massive hip extension. You know, like that is something that that we try and push all the time here. This is the, the this is the core of basically all the strength that we have. Right, so if you can learn how to use, it's the well in the hips. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can learn to use your hips correctly, I think it is massively advantageous. Wrestling, probably more than anything else, coming from uh, in the down position on the bottom, just popping up, exploding from the bottom, getting your hips out. Yeah, um, transitions so well into like lifting. Um, everything's my hip. Everything's exploding right here. That's where all my power is coming from. Um, I'd like to pride myself on not many people in college could hold me down when mm. I start in the bottom and now not much weight's going to stay on the ground. Hopefully. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, cause, cause that's something that, that, you know, we talk about sports specific things and you have a broad strength program like CrossFit. Um, you know, how does that really replicate into your everyday life? And I think there's, there's no other, you know, true test than if you are actually playing a sport and seeing that return, you know, just on a personal level, just, 
you know, even recreational soccer. I'm probably faster now than I was at whatever my peak was playing soccer. Granted, I was younger and not probably not fully developed, but at the same time, you know, there's something about engage when you're running, if your hamstrings and glutes are stronger, you're probably going to be a faster person, you know, and there's a, that's a huge, I think, plus for when you see these single sport athletes and you put all your eggs in one basket and a, you see, probably see a lot more injuries. Right. Um, and then, uh, you know, someone like yourself, three sport athlete is you might be doing more, but you're widening your variety, which is going to make you better overall. You know, I think there's uh, something to be said about that. Yeah, I, I've never really, you know, understood. I don't know if it's like a new kind of school of thought or whatever. I see a lot of kids these days just playing one sport. I know a lot of people are getting turned off by football with the concussions and, and so on and so forth. And that's, you know, understandable. But um, whenever you, you know, I played three sports growing up my whole life as well. And, and I just felt just having that diversity, you know, if I would have just been in one kind of plain emotion, if you will, mm -hmm. the, all the, all the time, I don't feel like I would have been as good in all three kind of endeavors. Um, and I, and again, I still respect that if you're, if you're just playing one, one sport, I, I kind of get that, but at least initially, you know, just kind of sprinkling in, you know, whether it's basketball or soccer or football or baseball or, you know, whatever it, it may be, uh, initial, I mean, gymnastics, what, you know, whatever it is, um, wrestling, um, it, it's just good for an overall athleticism. At a minimum, find something you like to do. Right. You and that, that's, that's at first, like when you're pigeonholing yourself, it's like, well, I want him to be this, or yeah. I want her to be this. Yeah. There's, there's a whole other yeah. level of, yeah. of yeah. Uh, your, your, your parents living out sure, sure. Your dream, their dreams vicariously through Or even if, even if your you know, son is telling you, your daughter's telling you, like, I just want to do this. Well, hey, let's at least try, you know, I, again, I don't have kids my own, but my, I've got a, you know, three nieces and a, or four nieces and a nephew, and and um, I know they've been trying a bunch of different things from from dance to, to music to mm -hmm. you know everything, and it's it's pretty awesome to to see you know that um, kind of early development. But kind of like you, it's been re it's really impressive. I, don't, I think honestly, you're the first person I've ever met that's done three sports in uh, in college. I know um, I did one for a year, and that was like a full time job. It was it was it was tough. So much respect to you, sir. Thank you. Did, did those overlap the seasons? They did for a little bit. Yeah. Um, football went probably a month into wrestling. Wrestling overtook all of indoor track, and wrestling almost ended right when track was about to start. So, yeah. I um, not not discounting track, but I feel like the um, the conditioning would be less intense than something like wrestling and football. I. Never conditioned okay. track. Yeah. Basically, just practice throwing What's it. That? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, what uh, what kind of uh, strength program do they have you do for you know those sports? I mean, was it just traditional squat, deadlift, bench for? More or less, yeah. yeah. Um, I never barbell bench these days. I use more dumbbells, get the better range of motion, more individualized on each arm. Um, our strength programming in college changed a lot yeah. over the years. Um, from freshman to junior to senior, it was never the same. Yeah. It was different every year. That's well, so. good. It's, it's good to, to have that variety, absolutely. Um, how uh, So how did you get involved with the Y? I was very fortunate. Um, yeah. I was at a point in my life last, uh, last year, um, that last February, I left the real estate job I was working, um, found a job working at a country club, uh, working 60 70 hours a week for 550 dollars a week um having a rough time 
uh, but I knew kind of the country club had, you know, the golf course, the pool, it had uh, indoor soccer and all kinds of stuff going. I knew that the experience I was gaining from the country club was going to help transition in something better. Um, just looking for jobs one day and the YMCA popped up and kind of compared the YMCA's core beliefs, core values with my own core values and they kind of matched up pretty well. Um, interviewed and I'd like to think I knocked it out of the park because I got the job. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, when you say you're fortunate and that's just, that's your, your, your humble and your humility and that's one, probably one of the reasons why you got the job, right? Um, and we see that, I think we see that a lot when people, oh, I was very fortunate and what it really is is you have a fantastic work ethic. You are uh, genuine and I think it's, it's one of those things that those small things that we talk about prioritizing in school and sports and things like that, um, it shines through in when you talk to you, you know, whenever, whenever some of this conversation, and that's not just you, it's anyone that comes through and said, Oh, I'm just really lucky. You're probably busting your ass on a regular basis. And mm. you know, the planets finally aligned for you to, you know, to, but you, but you bust your ass for 10 years to be an overnight success. Yeah, exactly. right? That's the old, the old adage. But right? I want to back up one, one thing you said that really stuck out to me, which I thought was awesome was you said you had a value system. You, uh, you care to share that if you, I mean, you don't have to like recite it or anything, but some things that maybe you, you hold to just be true. when when you're looking, like you said, you're analyzing a company. Uh, that was something, I mean, whenever I was looking for jobs out of college, I didn't, um, you Who's know, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't signing up to, to work at, you know, um, a, a place that was doing shady stuff, you know, at least on the surface. But at the same time, I wasn't like, well, what's their core values? So I, I really respect that. Yeah, they're, um, the core values of the why they have three pillars. It's social responsibility, healthy living and youth development, mm. all fun stuff. I'm coaching. I, mm. I love, I love living a healthy lifestyle, working out all the time. Um, love to help any way I possibly can. Like, the YMCA does their annual sport where we do a lot of fundraising to uh, raise money to give back in scholarships for people who can't afford to go to the wow. Y. Yeah. So last year I got pie in the face. Mm. I cut my hair and beard. Oh, I yeah. miss it so yeah. bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was all for the money to raise for the Y. Um, and then their core values are like caring, respect, responsibility, honesty. And I mean that basically well, Sean's personality. <laughs> yeah. I, no, that's awesome. you, it, I, I think if they knew what they were getting when it comes to the dad jokes on a daily yeah. basis, they would have been like, ah, let's go with the other guy. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll take a break in a second, but I want to tell a story. I want you to tell a story real quick of your uh, shaving the hair and, and, and beard because I know it was part of that fundraiser, right? And uh, someone stepped up pretty much instantly. It was uh, my grandmother. Uh, I uh, We were getting to the last little bit of the annual support, and we're still a good couple thousand away. So I'm like, all right. So I call my grandmother up. I'm like, all right, Grandma, here we are. We're at the end of it, and I told you I'd give you a call if we need a little help. Let me put a bounty on my hair and beard. <laughs> She's like, oh, how much? I was like, let's let's say, let's say this much. And yeah. She's like, oh, man, Sean, that's a that's a lot of money. I don't know if we're gonna be able to raise that. I'll, I'll tell you what, if we can raise that, can you uh can you do me the favor? Can you uh can you not can you promise not to grow it back until? August of 2018 for our anniversary. <laughs> I was like, that is a lot of money. I just put that out. For. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
yeah, Grandma, I can do that. And I heard her like, all right, great. And I heard her like, <laughs> starting to write the check. She goes, all right, you got it. No, no problem. Uh, oh, got him. The, she, oh, the day the Viking died. That's awesome. Should have asked for more. Yeah. <laughs> Always. That's awesome. Uh, well, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk about how Sean got into weightlifting and the strongest human on earth. CrossFit is demanding, both physically and mentally. Setting goals are the foundation to push your athletic ability, and the hour we have together a day may not always be in line with those personal milestones you've set for yourself. Triumph Performance is based around just that, your goals. Together, in a one-on-one setting with your coach, we will set manageable and timely goals. Your program, unique to your needs, will accelerate the path to your target. Most have an idea of where they may want to go, but together with your Triumph Performance coach, we will assess your fitness level, develop a custom fitness plan, and keep you on track to successfully complete your goal. For more information, please contact the coach or email info at triumphstrength.net. And we are back here. Uh, we are with Sean Brooks on Everyday Athlete. Uh, we were finished just talking about um, kind of his journey and uh, where we last left off was with him kind of finishing up. Well, I should say finishing up. You were still doing CrossFit at the time, um, but you started to transition to a little bit of strongman as well, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, and then how, I think you're, you're probably, probably found that a little more interesting than doing burpees. Strongman was uh, <laughs> so much more fun. Yeah. Uh, I hate, I hate cardio. I hate everything about it. Yeah. I'm asthmatic. Yeah. So it just doesn't mix well. Yeah. Uh, but strongman is so unorthodox. Just some of the movements are different, like carrying a, like the Hasafel, just this big tombstone looking thing or mm-hmm. doing stones. Stones are fun or the log press. It's, it's just something different, something it's a awkward movements, but I mean, some of these guys are incredibly athletic, awkward, but, but still functional. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if you are carrying something from point yeah, A to point B, it's about as functional, about as, functional as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> right. Go move that thing. Okay. Yeah. No. yeah. Uh, what was a favorite movement? I was really good at the log. Yeah. Um, like first day trying it, I hit 300 pounds on it. So for those who don't know what the log is, kind of describe that. The log is basically a clean and jerk, except it's probably a foot in diameter. Yeah. Does, it, does it have handles on it? It does have yeah. handles right in the middle. Right. So basically, but, you but it's it not. Up. But it's not. They're not. <laughs> no, they run parallel like a bar. They run north south. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, so it's more unique. It's not as. Your your bar path isn't so straight; it's more rounded right. because mm-hmm. there's so much more of it to go. Right, and but again, when it comes down to it, like you said, it is a clean jerk. Yeah, you are, it's, it's you're extending. Clean jerk. You're, yeah, you're using those hips, extending the hips, and then you're driving under. And then it's usually is it just more like a push press, right? Dip off the chest, mm-hmm. and it's however you want to get it up. Yeah. I mean, um, some people will straight strict press it, like you get the Brian Shaws and the Zydrunas, Civicus, and they just push press it, it's like you, 500 pounds. Have you seen Brian Shaw's, like his- uh, Grip challenges? His, his grip challenges for the month, have you seen those? I don't think I've seen those. He, uh, he, the other one the other day was a 60 pound dumbbell, and he picked it up by the head, and you had to toss it in the air and catch it with your opposite hand. Before he hit the ground, he's, su- he's superhuman, man. His then, hands the size of this table. <laughs> <laughs> I did see him on a rower like so break the world record for a hundred meter row. It was insane. He had like four people holding the rower down. Oh my gosh! That's yeah. the, the other one I saw. Probably more impressive than that was the um, he had a forty five pound plate with three five pound plates on the outside balancing on it, and he you had to pick it up by the center hub. Just, to, just to his waist. That's all I had to do. Wow. He's and up. He just goes. He, oh my goodness. 
he put the challenge out there. Anyone that can do that, he'll buy a steak dinner for. Wow. It's pretty incredible. So if you guys haven't seen that, check out Brian Shaw. It's pretty awesome. Um, So uh, you showed up for our weightlifting meet. Yep. So at this point in my career, I'm like, yeah, I really wasn't thinking about what I was going to do. I actually have a little hand booklet. I write some notes in during the day. And uh, the first page was CrossFit, powerlifting, strongman, Olympic lifting on it. Like, what should I do? Like, Mm -hmm. where's my career, my path going? And I had pros and cons on all of them. Um, I'm already trying to get my my weight down. I think I did uh, the uh, Earth Movers meet. I weighed about 223. The lice I've weighed in years. Um, Healthy. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. A 197 was the lightest uh, in years, but uh, non-healthy. That was the first time since the sixth grade I'd weighed under 200 pounds. Wow. What? What did you just say? <laughs> yeah. I, I uh, weighed 200 pounds in the sixth grade. Oh, my goodness. I've been trying to weigh like 210 for the last 10 years. For, for those of you guys just listening, Mark was like deathly ill for three days, and yeah. I'm pretty sure he, he, he went down to like 160. Yeah. Mark's uh, metabolism. Withering away. Mark's metabolism has no throttle. Yeah. <laughs> it is literally just I go, go, go. all things. Yeah. I'm like a hummingbird. Just yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, so you're, you're trying to prioritize your training and I liked what you said about that. Um, basically your, your athletic career, right? When most people think about that, like, well, I'm never going to be the best. And I don't think that you're trying out there to, to go beat Brian Shaw and strongman, but you're, you're going to have a career in basically an athletic endeavor. I, right. I enjoy competing. I just giving up competing in anything was not an option. Right. Um, so when the earth movers came, I was like the the I was a little lukewarm on the weightlifting part. The the triumph total at the end, I was all four. Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah. Again, we had we had that two part. Um so we had an Olympic weightlifting meet, we had about an hour break, and then we had basically kind of uh stealing a little idea from the Klokoff Power Weekend where they did like max jerk off the rack, max Max snatch with straps. Like these guys are breaking world records, like, but they don't count for anything because it, you know, they're using straps and it's not a sanctioned meet or anything. But taking a note from that, we did that. Uh, what was it? it? Was Max power clean? Mm-hmm. Max uh, thruster. Max thruster and, and then Max, max deadlift. deadlift. Yeah. So Sean kind of jumped in and um, he, but he showed up for the for the meet and so kind of a little background on how Olympic weightlifting start or goes. Unlike unlike a a wrestling, you weigh in the day before. How does that work? No, you weigh two hours before. Two hours before. Okay, so that's the same then. So you weigh in two hours later. You go lift, um, but when you weigh in, you come in. You give your you give the uh, person taking the weigh-ins. You give them your USAW card. You write down the number. Get your entry totals. And so we weigh Sean in, and he goes, "Oh well, that's that's a good weight." Um, and all right, Sean, give me your uh, USAW card. Write down your number. Uh, I don't, I never got one of those. I'll just, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, don't worry about it. I don't have to, this won't count for me or anything. And I'm like, well, Sean, the whole meat doesn't count if you partake. So, um, Sean proceeds to get on his phone and purchase a USAW membership on the spot. So very first weightlifting meet on the spot. And then, um, smash cuts to six lifts later. And Sean has now qualified for the American open. So that, for those of you who don't know what that is, that is essentially like if I went to a NASCAR race and jumped in a car and won. 
<laughs> like that's like just without a any prior experience on the platform or anything like that um, it is a, an amazing feat of strength um, let alone concentration and just pure grit I guess is the best way to put it so um, pretty amazing to watch and uh, from there we've we've kind of now we've been training training towards a new goal right I, from that day I was like all right this is what this we're is, doing yeah this kind of answered my question yeah that I was trying to ask and yeah so what uh what has been the uh, the draw for you with Olympic weightlifting so it's 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 there's some similarities you obviously you've snatched before you've clean jerked and, and there are some carryovers from things like strongman but what has been the biggest adjustment for you on that and just in in, in basically switching sports and in focusing on one thing now for the uh for the first bit um it was i felt rough i mean doing weightlifting with crossfit every day is you know you're doing maybe 135 clean and jerks maybe 225 deadlift uh when you're hitting percentages on olympic lifting it's whatever 70 percent of my clean and jerk is which is a good little bit sometimes and yeah let's uh so <laughs> what's your we'll just go in pounds because People aren't going to do the math in kilos. Uh, what's what is your current max snatch? Uh, Non-competitive is three hundred eight. Three hundred eight pounds. So um, just imagine putting that over your head, everyone. Just <laughs> think about that right now. Um, and then clean jerk. Uh, three competitive was three seventy. It was probably the, I had a three eighty clean, but three seventy is my best competitive. Three hundred seventy pound clean and jerk. So, so do seventy um, percent of that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, when when he's talking about these percentages. Uh, and this is a pretty big adjustment for a lot of people. We have our barbell fundamentals um, going on right now, and everyone that's in it has been. And, and this is this follows true with people who started uh, doing barbell club as well. The the sheer volume of those percentages. It when you're not used to it, it's soul crushing. It, it started off three days, and yeah. I've just everything was rough. Yeah. I mean, it was just a lot of weight on me all the time. And then we moved to five days, and they got rough again. And now I'm finally getting to the point where it's feeling your body more, is yeah. handling the load. It's right? much more comfortable now. What uh, what's uh, what's what's max back squat? Uh, I've hit 490, and that was a few months ago. So uh, weight's moving much better. So I'm hoping I'm well over five right now. That's pretty amazing. Um, I uh, Sean had some weight on the bar the other day, and I'm pretty sure you went front squats with it, and I unracked it. And it felt like I was going to crumple. <laughs> so and it was a percentage for Sean. So uh, incredibly, incredibly strong. And um, again, just a, almost an unimaginable feat where you just kind of on a whim do a weightlifting meet and qualify for um, essentially the second highest. Uh, so we have there's the basically the open and then there's nationals. So nationals is the only other thing above this. So it's it's pretty amazing feat, Sean. Um, so when, when's the open? Yeah, when's the open, Sean? Uh, the open is December sixth through the tenth. Yep. We leave on the fifth. And yep. thank you to everyone who bought a T-shirt and helped me on the GoFundMe. Um, I have a huge box downstairs that I have to mail out. So they're—I don't know if they're family members or who they are. Sean, I'll, I'll have you look through them, Sean, and uh, because I got—I'm shipping stuff down to Florida. I'm shipping stuff to North Carolina. I'm shipping shirts to uh, Pennsylvania. So. There, people bought stuff, pretty know, much all over the place. California. Oh yeah, well. Eric Taylor out in California. Oh really? So, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, Eric. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I I've been again 
incredibly blessed with the amount of support around. It's humbling, right? It's I mean, incredibly. It's, I mean, it's, it's a good community. I mean, anytime I feel like we rally around anything, I know we did it for Lavetta. Um, obviously, um, any other situation we've had kind of come up here. We've had joyous and uh, and not so joyous yeah, events where yeah, people yeah. were going to have a rally right. around. Sure. And it just speaks to, uh, and again, it speaks to your personality. I don't think people would go out and spend money on someone to support someone if they didn't believe in right. what you're doing. So again, that just speaks to that value system you were talking about earlier. Um, so you got to go out there and crush it or what, man? <laughs> I'm just trying to no, meet Maddie Rogers. You, man. <laughs> trying to meet Maddie Rogers. <laughs> yeah, well, there it is. Got to have goals. <laughs> got to have goals. How'd it like, go? How, yeah. well, no, the list, I went yeah. one for six, but <laughs> check out this photo. <laughs> she shook my hand. <laughs> Sean, your hand is black. You haven't washed it. Um, but it, on top of all of that, um, What's even crazier is when we looked at that start list, and then you are you are an amazingly strong person, and then to see people who are totaling 120 more kilos, yeah, wow. it is really? mind-boggling to yeah. see that much. And, and and it speaks to American weightlifting in general. Um, it's even like three years ago. Um, three years ago, my I could qualify for the American Open. Since then, that total, that entry total has jumped up over 60 kilos. And that's just that's just sheer people finding the sport. We've always had the strength. You know, they talk about the United States being, uh, being behind. Um, and it's mainly because we're a clean country. We actually test our athletes and things like that. Well, Other countries aren't clean. Yeah, what? weird, weird. I, I would say that and that... Um, Lifting in the Olympics isn't maybe the priority in our country. I mean, Absolutely, sure. not. we got the NFL players who could probably clean and jerk 500 pounds. Yeah, just uh, doing football. Who was right. it? Who was it? The uh, the video um, where he's basically doing jumping jacks with 315. I think it was Demarcus Ware. And There's also James Harrison of the Steelers has got a video clean 315 from the hang like. No big deal. Basically, he's basically, you know, and it's... It's, and it's no technique. For he's I mean, he's everywhere. Yeah, he's all yeah. over the place. But the... And everyone's kind of, uh, you know, you talking say trash what you want, on him. But it's but strong, man. It's 315 he's, pounds. He's almost 40 years old, too. Yeah. yeah. That's mind-boggling. Yeah. yeah. He, so that, to, to that point, you're absolutely right. They're, the priority has, is not on it. Unlike other countries where they're being bred um, basically from, an, from age mm-hmm. 8 and up. Uh, but you look at someone like C.J. Cummings. I mean, that yeah. kid is 17 years old. And he he lifts. makes me, he lifts a lot more than I do. Yeah, and he is my weight class. He's, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a, not a big dude. It's unbelievable. Him and the other guy, the Harrison. The uh, Morris Harrison? Yeah. That, yeah. That dude's a monster. He's uh, he's, he's at he's maybe 18 now. Second on the total list. I was When I was looking at the start list, he's second on the total list um, for uh, at the American Open for 77s. It's, it's unbelievable. And these guys, are just, they look like, Kind of just like string beans. Yeah. You know. But, I, you know, again, it goes back to that technique and just mechanics and, and biomechanics and levers and training, like you said, and getting that volume up. Being comfortable under the weight, really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Not to mention, After uh, you, yeah, you get, you, get uh, you know, Pierce Demas is now the uh, USA uh, lifters of, you know, from a recent time anyway. Um, you know, and, and he is is now the United States coach. You get someone like that, like of that caliber coaching, it's uh, it's definitely going to improve your, oh, your yeah. uh, core no, I'm excited. People. I think, uh, you know, I think in the next 10 years or, or so, you can see a, 
potential, I don't, you know, podium for sure yeah. uh, from an American. Um, well, especially as on the male on the male side, I know we had female. Well, as you're cleaning up the sport too, um, the problem right now is they're they're taking medals away from people who were, um, you know, 2008 Olympics. Well, yeah, I mean, what was it? Was the Olympics last year? No, year before. 16. 16. Yeah. Um, the, um, the you know the big guys they weren't even there. Kolkloff wasn't there. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ilya. Yeah, wasn't there. Yeah, and a lot of those guys are getting get, either getting stripped. Uh, they they took away Ilya's two forty two clean and jerk, um, which was amazing. Which was yeah. amazing. It's an amazing it's an amazing feat of strength. <laughs> but but if if you have a set of rules and you, you're taking a banned sure, substance, sure. you know, um, and there was a documentary on that. Speaking back your past of wrestling, um, the problem right now is the drugs that they're testing for aren't going to show up until they know what they are. So like, that's why they, they'll retest these things every two mm -hmm. years or whatever it is. So the story was this guy basically is like, as, as a professional wrestler, he's like, all of my money comes from sponsorships. Well, the, he's like, I came basically, this guy beat me, he got the gold medal, I got silver, I got silver and all my sponsorships went away. That guy got popped, I got a gold medal in the Atlanta airport. They just showed up and said, here you go. Well, that guy now owes me about $55,000 because mm -hmm. because he took banned substance sure. you know to, to think of it like that but um that again to the american uh the american uh drug testing i know for a fact that, that, that uh, jared fleming talked about it you know where these guys are you have to give them your travel schedule this is all all mm. olympic sports in the united states you have to give them your travel schedule for the for the upcoming 12 months and you have 48 hours to report if you are um if they come for a drug test. So like, I think the one story was, uh, I think it was Jared Fleming, but he um, he was out and about and basically took a weekend trip and they showed up and he wasn't, wasn't on the travel schedule. So he was like in Colorado and he lives in like Georgia or something mm. and had to go back like to basically wow. take a drug test or he's banned. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's that's nuts. What, um, what's your plan, Sean, man? Whenever you go out there, obviously, you know, you've already experienced some uh, success. You've won both of our our meets you're extremely strong humble guy gonna be around a lot of good athletes is it more of like hey man i just want to i'm coming out here obviously i'm gonna lift what i can lift i'm gonna learn i'm gonna you know maybe shake some hands um but you know for me i, I just look at it as a great opportunity man i'm so glad you get to do it and um just like to really build upon you know it's gonna be an experience that I'm never going to forget. Mm. Um, I'm hoping this is just the start. Um, I don't want the American Open to be a one and done. Sure. I'd like to com compete in it for years to come. Sure. I'd like to keep at it. Hopefully this is getting out there, seeing some weight getting thrown around, seeing some of these athletes mm. my age, my weight class, just destroying it and really light that fire even more. Mm. Yeah. I love that. That's going to be uh, – it's going to be quite the experience for sure. And I, I would definitely say for you, just take it all in. Um, and when it comes down to it, it's just another meet, you know, yeah. um, you know, the biggest thing I think for you is, is feeding off that internal energy. You know, you're, you are very extroverted and being able to internalize a lot of that energy is going to be a big key for you. So it's it'd be always easy. <laughs> I know it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit different. You know, I, I, both of your big lifts, I think, 
you know, you got the crowd cheering and everything like that, and you feed off that. That's the crazy sport about, or the crazy thing about the sport of Olympic weightlifting is it's you in a bar. Right. You know, uh, the there's bar, some the bar, one, the bar never lies yeah. too. Yeah. There's some wonderful things about CrossFit and you feed off that energy and mm. adrenaline kicks in. But when the adrenaline kicks in on your first lift and you got five more to go. Yeah. You can't, it's tough. Spend it all. It's tough. But yeah, I, I definitely, uh, like I said, I'm super proud of you, man. Um, and I know just by listening to you briefly here, um, and obviously getting to know you over the years, that you will go out there with that kind of student almost mentality of like, Hey, you know, like this is the first step I was, that was awesome to hear you say that. And, um, just, you know, seeing these guys warming up from just warming up to building up me, you know, seeing that cause there's going to be professionals there. I mean, you know, literally professional lifters that have been doing this, you know, since they were, you know, before age 10, you yeah. know, and if, if, uh, you know, CJ and some of those guys are going to be there, I'm sure people, um, that I'm not, not uh, thinking of at the moment as well but anyway and just see these professional um, coaches that's why it's awesome that Jarrett and Derek are getting to go too and just that we can step up our program for uh, awesome athletes like yourself and then attract maybe even more to come here and and and, and lift some weights you know a little more competitive competitively uh, in the uh, barbell club and regardless I mean I think it's a it's it's just a, a good group that you, that you guys have going on down there daily now yeah. five days a week five days a week barbell. so it's, it's been awesome to see honestly in that just little development um we definitely didn't think it would get this big this fast and it's it's been a it's been really cool to watch i mean that talks to you guys i mean the programming is fantastic the coaching is great the community is great i mean i drive an hour round trip every time to come mm-hmm. see you guys and yeah. be down here but i love it we down appreciate here. it you guys are great and yeah, take care of me and it. been fantastic to me and I, I do nothing. It's mostly uh, Jared and Derek, but uh, it's a group effort. I'm here. I'm just guessing you know. what we're doing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. They they seriously do put a lot of time in. It, you know, shameless plug for those guys. Um, to the point where you know we've had a lot of people asking about it, and it's just you know it's cool because like people are looking for a different outlet of fitness, and Olympic lifting is is obviously pretty pretty amazing in a lot of different regards, and now that we have an actual fundamental program to put people through, they can do it safely and yeah. adjust. And, and then who knows, you know, and we get some of these younger kids in here and they see someone like Sean, like, Oh man, that's, that's possible. Sean just signed a you shirt. Know? Just where Sean, he yeah. Autographed one. Just where Sh- Sean's going to go out here to Anaheim and, and maybe just even see some things that are it's, it's CrossFit 930. You never know what you're going to get down there. Yeah. Um, you're gonna the bar will you know your ceiling will even be be raised even more you know because it's, it's like one of those things whenever um you go to that first i don't know you were a soccer guy whenever you see that first like professional soccer match mm-hmm. or professional football you're like whoa those guys are that big and they can move that fast mm-hmm. and that's how i see it with the weightlifting it might not be as 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 in the sense of that guy's really big and he can lift like no you know, again, using C.J. Cummings, he's a small guy, but man, he is just so the fast. The athleticism. Yeah, his athleticism. But I guarantee, you know, just watching that guy warm up, you can pick up four things. Yeah. You know, just like, oh, wow. I never oh, thought yeah. of that. They, there's a, they, they literally just videotape. They'll go to Worlds and just put it, cameras in the, in the um, warm-up area and just watch these guys warm up for 40 minutes. And the, the flexibility that someone that can move that much weight and they're, you know, doubled over in basically a seated position like with their 
head between their ankles sure. almost. It's pretty. It's unbelievable to watch. So Kendrick Ferris always just amazed me when he would catch some of those snatches with like butt on the ground. Yeah, nuts. Absolutely. I don't know how he did the drop jerk. Oh yeah, that too. Oh, that um, is. Yeah. That guy from China does that. There is uh that is actually um, when you read a lot of the you know again as the sport evolves, um, a lot of people are directing themselves to the um, squat jerk. Uh, mainly because you can, if you can catch that weight, and you're already mm. snatching it for the most part. I mean, a lot of those people, obviously, clean jerks heavier, but um, they're most people are saying it's a better position to catch in uh, for them. It's just a matter of obviously flexibility. Um, something that I, I, I struggle, I struggle with that movement a lot. Um, My squat jerk would be like 35 pounds. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I have to go real wide with the hands, but anyways. Um, I can't. I can't wait to see Sean uh, up on that stage. Uh, you know, representing himself, representing Triumph Barbell. It's going to be pretty amazing to watch. And we watched uh, Derek here at the American Open series, um, which is kind of like that that uh, step one step down from the American Open, but still nonetheless a, a national stage. And uh, we probably had 35 people watching him in in the, in the class. I, I mm. suspect it'll probably be exactly the same because they'll live stream it. They'll show it, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I think that's uh, – oh, and uh, we will have our weightlifting meet in January. I think we're going to call it the uh, the winter fluff maybe. Um, if everyone get, gets uh, – oops, I went up a weight class weightlifting yeah, meet. Meet 105. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so um, that will be in January. So if you are interested, you guys can join us for that. Um, and uh, I always want to end with uh, one question for you, sir, and that is what is your definition of fitness? That's a great question. Um, All these you listen to. You should have been ready for this one. I Most know. people study for it. <laughs> I did not. I did not. Um, definition of fitness is being able to, you know, kind of live your life day to day, not have to worry about being injured, not worrying about waking up. I mean, I wake up feeling 80 years old sometimes, but um, being able to do what you want to do, being able to, like, you know, I kind of wanted to try to go for a hike. I want to go for a rock climbing. I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to go whitewater rafting and not being limited to that just being able to live your life however you want to to whatever capacity you want to be fantastic without restrictions right yeah. yep yeah wonderful answer uh thank you all for listening to everyday athlete join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great thank you sean thanks sean. thanks guys